A mother was arrested for forcing her son to walk home. Hundreds of sheep have been walking in a circle continuously for two weeks, and no one knows why. And Qatar bans the sale of beer at World Cup stadiums. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast. The only daily weird news podcast. <laughs> That's right, yeah. A mother was jailed for forcing her son to walk home. Heather Wallace's oldest son is eight-year-old Aiden. Aiden is a little shit. Aiden was driving his two brothers crazy in the car as they all drove home from karate one afternoon. Heather asked Aiden to walk the rest of the way home, which was about half a mile in their quiet suburban Waco, Texas neighborhood. She told him to walk home so that he could calm down. Yeah, usually a nice walk in the fresh air calms me down as well. Now for doing all of this, Heather, to her surprise, was arrested, handcuffed, and thrown in jail. She was charged with endangering a child, which is a felony that carries a mandatory minimum of two years in prison. Can you believe that? Oh, the state of Texas. You make your child walk a half a mile home, that's endangering the child. But if you have 87 guns in your kitchen, that's not endangering the child at all. That's totally fine. <laughs> says here that Heather completed a six-month pretrial diversion program in order to get the charges dropped. But unfortunately, her arrest remains on the books. It is easily searchable by future employers or current employers. This could be disastrous for someone like Heather who has a bachelor's degree in education and wishes to have a career in that area. The article says this is how the events unfolded. After being told to walk a half a mile home, Aiden actually agreed. After all, this was something that he had done many times before. There are sidewalks the entire way and very little traffic. It's a safe area. But 15 minutes later, two police knocked on Heather's door. Her son was in the patrol car. Another officer was parked across the street. A woman one block away had actually called the police to report a boy walking outside alone. <laughs> okay. I would uh, never call the police on such a thing, considering what really goes on in the world. Uh, the lady had actually asked Aiden where he lived, verified that it was only down the street, and proceeded to call nonetheless. And the police picked up Aiden right on his own block near his home. As they stood on the porch, the officers told Heather that her son could have been kidnapped and sex trafficked. Sex trafficked. Trafficked? <laughs> trafficked. <laughs> I can't even say it. One of the officers told Heather... You don't see much sex trafficking where you are here, but where I patrol in downtown Waco, we do. Now, this statement struck Heather as odd because they were basically admitting that this is a very safe neighborhood. The officer asked Heather whether she would let her son walk home ever again now that she knew about sex trafficking. Heather said, I still didn't know it was illegal. And I said, I don't know. And then the police replied, OK, I'm going to have to arrest you. And then they did so in front of my kids. Heather was brought to the McLennan County Jail, where she was locked up. She was interviewed by a caseworker with the Texas Child Protective Services. Uh, the next day, Heather's husband paid her bail, and they went home. It says here, when Aiden heard his mom come in, he looked up, panic-stricken, and said, I ate your piece of cake! I didn't know you were ever coming home! <laughs> now... 
After that, child services intervened and they had the family agree to a safety plan, which meant that Heather and her husband could not be alone with their own kids, even for a second. Their mothers or grandmothers had to visit and trade off overnight stays in order to guarantee the parents were constantly supervised. After two weeks, child services closed Wallace's case, finding that the complaint was unfounded. Yet Heather had to complete a program of 65 hours of community service, which she did at an early childhood center. She also had to take a parenting class and eight random drug tests. Her record stood still as it stands, very much public domain. And she was forced to resign from the pediatric sleep consulting business where she worked because of the child endangerment charges that had occurred. There went half the family's income, of course. After losing her job and having to pay for a lawyer and the diversion program, she is in debt and her sister started a GoFundMe for her. Uh, Heather hopes to hire a lawyer to get her record totally expunged so that she can once again work with children, which is her goal. This is a weird, sad story that didn't have to happen. Uh, had the officers had any common sense, they could have used some discretion here and seen that clearly this is not child abuse nor neglect, and that by taking any action against this woman in the moment, it could ruin her life and the life of the family. Had she gone away for two years mandatory, you think that's going to be a better outcome for the family? I mean, are you stupid? I also blame the annoying Karen-faced neighbor that called the police in the first damn place. What the hell's wrong with you? Get a life, lady. Oh, I'd be on her front porch the next day. You better believe it. Uh, I gotta calm down. I know that. Uh, you guys want to give some input on this situation? I'm not a parent. Perhaps you are. 646-450-2012. Love to hear from some parents. Hundreds of sheep have been walking in a circle for 12 days and no one knows why. A herd of sheep in China has been strolling in a circle for almost two weeks now. No one seems to really know what the cause of this is. The bizarre behavior was captured on video at a sheep farm in northern China's Inner Mongolia region. In a video released by the Chinese state-run news outlet People's Daily, dozens of sheep can be seen walking clockwise in a very large circle as other animals stare from outside the circle or at times stand motionless in the middle of the circle. Although it has been reported that the sheep appear to be perfectly healthy, it's unclear if the animals ever stop to eat and drink and if others take their place in the circle when this happens. All of that is unknown. Miss Mao, the owner of the sheep farm, told the media that this bizarre spectacle began on November 4th with just a handful of sheep, but that in the following days, dozens of other sheep joined into the circle. Interestingly, although the farm consists of 34 sheep pens, only those in pen number 13 have been acting in this strange way. Oh, could it be witchcraft? Crazy witchcraft. I'm gonna make your sheep walk in some circles. The video of the sheep walking in circles has gone viral in China. It's been shared online. Many theories about the bizarre movement have been thrown around. The most popular theory of why these sheep are walking in a big circle 
is that the sheep are infected with a bacteria that causes a condition known as listeriosis, also known as circles disease. Wow, never heard of circles disease. Now, here's a definition of circles disease from a medical journal. Initially, affected animals are depressed and disoriented. They might propel themselves into corners, lean against stationary objects, or circle toward the affected side. However, the circles disease theory has already been disputed because sheep and goats suffering from listeriosis generally die within 14 to 48 hours after exhibiting symptoms. The sheep in the viral video have been moving in circles for two weeks and they seem perfectly healthy. Well, has anyone considered the duck-duck-goose theory? Perhaps these sheep are engaging in a child's game. It says, although this kind of behavior is considered very uncommon, it is not unheard of. Back in 2018, there was a similar story of hundreds of reindeer on Russia's Kola Peninsula in the Arctic Circle walking in circular patterns for no apparent reason as well. Now look, I don't know anything about farm animals. I'm not an expert in sheepology, but I know demonic possession when I see it. This is clearly demonic possession and you need to get some exorcists in here. There's a shortage of exorcists right now, unfortunately. A story I've covered before on Weird AF News because a lot of people these days are possessed. But, you know, that's now trickling into the farm animal category as well. So I hope they figure out a way to to compel with the power of Christ <laughs> the demonic possession of the sheep. Uh, I barely got that out and it still didn't make sense. Going to the World Cup? Well, you'll be doing so without a beer. Qatar has banned the sale of beer at World Cup stadiums, which is a sudden U-turn on the deal that it made to secure the soccer tournament. Uh, they did this only just a couple of days before the opening game. No beer. This move was the latest sign of the tension of hosting the event, which is not just a sports tournament, but also a month-long party in uh, what is a very conservative Muslim place where the sale of alcohol is heavily restricted, in fact. It's also a significant blow to World Cup beer sponsor Budweiser, and it raises questions about how much control FIFA retains over its own tournament. Now, when Qatar launched its bid to host the tournament, the country agreed to FIFA's requirements of selling alcohol in the stadiums. Of course, when you're watching a sporting event, you want to knock down a few, don't you? Some frosty cold ones, some adult sodas. I know I do. Despite them costing about $37 at the Dodger games, I always have a couple. Despite all of the pre-tournament negotiations, there was a statement on Friday from FIFA saying, No alcohol. Only non-alcoholic beer will be sold at the eight stadiums. Champagne, wine, whiskey, and other alcohol will be served in the luxury hospitality areas of certain arenas. Uh, but the vast majority of ticket holders don't have access to those luxury hospitality areas. For those people, you'll be able to drink alcohol outside of the tournament-run areas at a place known as the FIFA Fan Festival. It's a designated party area that offers live music and activities. Qatar puts strict limits on the purchase and consumption of alcohol, though its sale has been permitted in hotel bars for many years. Here's a quote from FIFA. 
following discussions between host country authorities and FIFA, a decision has been made to focus the sale of alcoholic beverages on the FIFA Fan Festival, other fan destinations, and licensed venues, removing sales points of beer from the stadium perimeters. Now, of course, the casualties of this are fans that, on a 104-degree day, aren't allowed to have a beer while watching sports. Uh, Also Budweiser, of course, who acknowledged in a statement that some of its plans cannot move forward due to circumstances beyond their control. Budweiser pays tens of millions of dollars at each World Cup for the exclusive rights to sell beer and has in fact already shipped the majority of its stock to Qatar in expectation of selling beer to the millions of fans. Budweiser very let down, of course, uh, losing sales, but also the World Cup represents a major branding opportunity for them. I honestly don't give a damn about some multi-billion dollar company. I feel bad for the fans that aren't going to be able to have beers while watching sports. I don't know if you've sat through a soccer game, but it's long and it's dull AF. You know what I'm saying? Now, in case you're unaware, Qatar is governed by a hereditary emir who has absolute say over all governmental decisions and follows an ultra-conservative form of Islam where the consumption of alcohol is forbidden. In the run-up to the World Cup, rights groups have raised concerns about how the nation will host millions of foreign fans, some of whom might violate Islamic laws criminalizing public drunkenness sex outside of marriage and homosexuality. And all of this makes me wonder, why have it in Qatar in the first damn place? I mean, this sounded like a dumb idea to me anyways, given the temperature. (laughs) Now you can't even have any cold brewskis while you're at the tournament. And then you got to worry about maybe going to jail because you grabbed your girlfriend's buttocks in public or something. I mean, all of this is so stupid, uh, having this tournament there. I mean, just dumb move. I'm very disappointed also that FIFA and sponsors didn't push back more on this. This is a moment where you can sort of say, you know what, we're not going to accept your ultra-conservative values. They are from 1612. Like, get it together. Yay! Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for spending some more time with the Weird AF News podcast. Please... Leave a rating, a review, and subscribe if you haven't. I'd appreciate that. For the holidays, that'd be pretty cool. Or if you really want to do something nice for the holidays, you can join the Patreon uh, like Tristan Lee did. Tristan Lee, very cool name. Tristan has become a member of the Patreon because Tristan is uh, very generous and obviously wants to support the arts. (laughs) If you can call this art, (laughs) that's a stretch. Uh, But yeah, Tristan... Obviously, uh, gets a lot out of Weird AF News, the only daily Weird News podcast, and wants to give back, and I'm so grateful for that. And because it's around the holidays, the um, our, our lovely listener, Michael from Iowa City, is going to be matching a portion of the donations at this time. So uh, whoever joins the Patreon or buys me a cup of coffee or makes a donation, et cetera, et cetera, PayPal it could be, Michael will match a portion of that for the holidays. Um, shout out to Michael from Iowa City. I'm actually going to publish a call from him after this if you want to stick around. Uh, if you guys would like to call the show, 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. The website's weirdafnews.com. Pretty easy. Uh, now, just a quick announcement about the holidays. Uh, they are upcoming, and I'm traveling a little bit. So I don't believe I'll do an episode on Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving Eve, 
which is tomorrow, I should be able to do it. So look for that. If I can't make it, um, you know it's because I'm having so much fun with uh, friends and family, which is just lovely. That's what I love so much and why Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. It's just like eating with friends and family. Very cool, very fun. Uh, when I was a kid, I ate with my family a lot, meals, all kinds of meals, nearly every day. But then you get older and you don't have meals with your family and friends like that anymore. So Thanksgiving is something I look forward to because of that. It's super cool to eat with your friends and family. I really dig it. I want to say I hope all of you are enjoying a meal with your friends and family and all your loved ones and your fans and your bunk mates and your, <laughs> and your harem, you know, all the people you hang out with on a daily basis. Maybe it's just your coworkers, whatever it is. Maybe you're having a Friendsgiving. That's cool too. I love those. Uh, either way, I hope you have a great time. Those of you who are, who are having a Thanksgiving and uh, just want you to know that Jonesy's here for you and I'm extending my love to you. I'll always be here for you, for sure. Well, not always, but mostly, mostly I'll be here for you. Yeah, feeling very nostalgic right now. I'm going to go drink whiskey. Hello, fellow weirdos. It's Michael calling from Iowa City. And it's Tuesday. That means we've got the countdown going on on the Thanksgiving campaign. And that means it's two days until Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to appeal to everyone here on these last two days to consider donating to Jonesy. And the ways you can do that are to go to weirdafnews.com and click on the PayPal banner. If you'd like to consider making a monetary donation, you can do that in any amount that you'd like. And when you do that, you can leave Jonesy a message if you so choose to express your words of thanks and appreciation for him for the hard work that he puts in on a daily basis bringing us this podcast. I know he works hard in the in the in the closet uh, bringing us this uh podcast which is not just weird stories but at the same time he's revealing a bit of himself along with the humor that he uh shows in the podcast and uh you know we've uh, come to love him through that and uh we you know we really come together as a community and the other way you can donate is to buy Jonesy a cup of coffee. You can buy one cup or multiples. And uh, the thing that I'm going to do is for every PayPal donation, I'll donate a dollar. And for everyone who buys Jonesy a cup of co coffee, I'll donate a dollar for that. One cup, I'll donate a dollar. Multiple cups, I'll donate a dollar for each of those. The other thing you can do is join the Patreon the minimum amount you can do to become a member of the Patreon is $2 a month. And there are other giving levels. Um, but for each uh, Patreon donation, I'll donate at the $2 level as well. Uh, even if you join at a higher level, I will donate still at the $2 level, up to a total of $200. So everyone, please consider making a donation to Jonesy at this thanks for giving time of year. And we'll do this 
uh, and Jonesy's keeping track of all these donations, and we'll see how much we come up with here. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy the holiday season here, and everyone stay safe and healthy, and please enjoy this time with your friends, your family, your loved ones, whoever they may be. Thanks for giving, and good luck with your life, man. Jonesy, you rock and roller. How you been, buddy? It's your friend Jim from Cleveland. Wanted to take the time and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And I wanted to thank all the weirdos out there and wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Now is the time to be thankful and not to take anything for granted and to be happy that we're living in this country and all the wonderful things we get to be in this country. Like listening to Jonesy. Well, I'm sure everybody can listen to Jonesy no matter where they are. Hopefully everybody's doing all right. And all them people at Jonesy, since it is Thanksgiving and it's something to be thankful for. When you're in Texas, Jonesy, you should pull on a plug, tell where you're going to be so any of your listeners are from Texas, they can come and see you. Maybe you can take a selfie or sign an autograph and meet somebody. So have a good day to everyone. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Jonesy. And uh, I guess the only thing to say is, good luck with your life, man. Yeah, yeah, since everybody says this, I might as well jump on the bandwagon too. But anyways, hopefully you're doing good. Call Jane home. Call Jane home. This is Shaq. And this is Charles. You should consider making a donation to Jonesy's Patreon. Because giving is good. And if you don't donate, well, what would that be, Charles? Oh, that'd be terrible.